All right, and we are back for another episode of Ceiling Breakers with Audra and Stacy. Hi. We are so excited today to have three entrepreneurs from the Thread Cohort 1 here. We have Elizabeth Farha, President of Midwest Billboards, Hunter Myers, Founding Creative Director of Dare Design Co., Brittany Sweeney, owner of Sweeney Bookkeeping, and we are talking all about women and leadership today. Yay, welcome ladies. Thanks for being here. Thanks. You, you each Thank want you. to tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just kind of life? Sure. Uh, I'm Elizabeth Farha, owner of Midwest Billboards, and I'm native to Wichita and born and raised here. Um, I went to Price Harris, Robinson, East High, WSU, um, and been selling billboards for the last 14 years, um, specifically digital billboards and the major metros of Wichita and Oklahoma City and then some of the surrounding areas as well. You can always tell your billboards. They always look so crisp and clean. Nice, nice. And I have next week my little boy's turning four years old. Oh my so, god. Yeah. And your family just got nominated for the Family Business Awards through the business journal this year. Yes. So that was a lot of fun. And you know, we really are a mom and pop shop, so it was really fun to be recognized for that outside of a marketing or media award. More in the business sector of things. That's awesome. How about you, Hunter? Um, yeah, so my name is Hunter Myers. I'm the founding creative director of Virgin Design Co. It's a um, essentially a branding and design company. Um, I started that when I was furloughed from my marketing position, um, which honestly I was really, really happy about because I kind of wanted to leave and start my own thing. And that was really, really fun. It's been such an adventure kind of learning the entrepreneurial side of things. Um, I am not from Wichita, uh, though I'm living here currently. I grew up in uh, right outside of Kansas City, and then right after college, I moved down to Austin, Texas, and was there for about three years before moving up here. Um, when I'm not doing graphic design, I'm still doing a ton of art. I paint murals on the side. Um, you know, I draw portraits and that type of thing. I've done some editorial illustration, which is really, really fun. I'm a very artsy person. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. And didn't you just land a big mural? Can you share that or? Yeah, yeah. So um, I can't share too many details about it, but there is one going up in Delano that um, is really, really exciting. It was one of my designs. And then I've got another one going up in Oklahoma City at a chicken and pickle. So that's gonna be really, really fun too. So I'm very excited to kind of do that road trip and go paint with the team. It'll be fun. Oh, that's How amazing. How many days take you to do a mural? Like, are you gonna be able to do it over a few days? Um, yeah, so it really depends on how many painters we have come with us. So I'm part of this group called Brick Mob, which is really, really exciting. Um, for the Oklahoma City one, we've got three murals going up. We're going to try to knock them out in four days, which is a huge <laughs> undertaking. But we're going to do our best to get um, a pretty big team to come with us down there to OKC. Um, it, it really though depends on the size, the size of the mural. I mean, we did the one at the baseball stadium and that took weeks and weeks and weeks. And we've done some that only took a couple days. So it really depends. Cool. I know I just had family in town and we had to show them all the brick mob murals around town and <laughs> take pictures. I love it. <laughs> what about you, Brittany? Hi, I'm Brittany Sweeney and I own um, Sweeney Bookkeeping. Um, I started my business about four years ago, so going on our fifth year. I help primarily business, small businesses in the Wichita area, but we have um, clients in five states now. So I work um, remotely or on site, just kind of what are the client's preferences. Um, yeah, I got my first employee like in 2019, but forgot to introduce her. So <laughs> we're a team of two. Um, 
Yeah, and then I'm married. Um, I'm not originally from Wichita, but my husband is, so that's what brought us here. I've lived in the Wichita area for since 2010, which was only supposed to be like a little three-year time frame, and I'm still here. Um, and then we have two rescue dogs, and so I'm really passionate about adopting animals. So that's my family. We are so rooted in the Wichita community now. I mean, your client base is super awesome. You work with all of the cool well, businesses thanks. in town, including the thread. <laughs> <laughs> including the thread. Yes. You are my my savior. Thanks. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about women in leadership today. So I'd love to hear from each of you. You know, leadership is something that is is talked about a lot lately. It's a verb. It's uh, you know, means different things to different people. What does leadership mean to each of you in your businesses and your daily lives? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, so I am a solopreneur. So a lot of the leadership that happens in my business is kind of leading clients through projects, um, which is really, really interesting to do. Um, you know, a lot of the time when we kind of get into a job, we assume that everyone else knows our field. Um, and I've learned over the last four years that a lot of people actually don't understand design. Um, so a lot of communication has to happen. Um, I have to do a lot of explaining as to why you know choices are being made, um, You know why I suggest we go one direction versus another direction. So that's kind of where the creative direction comes in as well. Um, but there's so there's so much communication you know when when i got into graphic design i thought oh well i'd just be just making art all day it's fine um but there's so much more that goes into it i've found you know a lot of designers tend to struggle with the communication piece um but it's it's huge like that is how you lead clients through the process for sure so i would say communicating leading clients um that's how leadership kind of comes to fruition in my business in particular mm. I'll piggyback off of Hunter and I'm kind of the same way with um, communication. It's really key in my business because I'm handling people's finances. Um, so I have to have leadership every day working with my clients because they have to trust me to handle their finances and um, keep them in compliance with the IRS, you know. Um, so yeah, I would say communication for sure in my business is very key. And for me, you know, I'm in marketing and advertising. So always anticipating the future is important for me, whether it be the you know real estate market or whether it be what's going to happen politically or if it's a pandemic. So we're always needing to plan ahead. Sometimes you can't, but in media too, we want to be the first. We want and things don't have a long shelf life anyway. So if we want to be dynamic in our messaging, it's really forecasting knowing what's ahead of us and seeing it before anyone else. Mm, I love that. And I feel like the common thing that, that you said, like as entrepreneurs, you're, I mean, it's like, you're always looking out for your clients, whether it be, they don't understand exactly, you know, your verbiage or exactly what they need to do to be in the right position, or, you know, they need your um, just expertise to kind of like lead, lead them into the next path. Like that's a, just a strategic and visionary role i feel like all three of you kind of yeah to sum it up mentioned Defin definitely a theme <laughs> that's good <laughs> i want to know about so you're all in the first cohort of the thread and i want to know two things i want to know what's been the most fun because you guys are wrapping up right this first one we're about halfway through. Oh, halfway through. Oh, yeah. geez. Okay. 
<laughs> so what's been <laughs> okay so what's been your favorite part so far just like your favorite day your favorite thing your favorite topic and then what's like a piece of knowledge I know there's a lot but what's like one thing that's really stood out so far that you that you are going to use in your business or that's just a piece of invaluable information oh yeah I'm excited think, too I think the most fun part thing is connections um I'm naturally a people person so it's been really fun meeting new women and people outside of my social circles or outside of my other networking events that I've gone to women that I've would have not met otherwise probably. Um, and it's a great mixture of entrepreneurs who are just starting out, entrepreneurs who've been in business for a couple of years or several several years, or even um, corporate women, women who are in the corporate world. Um, so it's been great. The connections have been awesome. I feel like everyone's very supportive of each other's business, whether it's social media or just seeing each other on Tuesdays and catching up. Um, and I really liked this session that the brand five did on sales. I haven't taken a lot of sales training, but obviously being a business owner, you do have to do sales until you get to the point that you can hire somebody. Um, so they said something about the worst place to be in with a, a prospective client is the maybe like it's better to get a yes or a no. So that really, really stuck with me. Like, thinking, oh, they said maybe, and kind of getting, you know, excited and giddy, like, oh, I might get this client, and not just being like, oh, no, that's a no if they say maybe. They're just maybe trying to be nice or, you know, putting it off on somebody else. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed the thread, so. I, I have to agree. My favorite my favorite part so far really has been the connections with everyone. Like, I've met so many new friends, um, you know, similar to you, Brittany, like people that I don't think I would have met otherwise. Um, and I'm really, really loving it. You know, there's there's so much to learn from everyone who's at this different phase in their career, whether they be entrepreneurs, whether they be in corporate. Um, and I think there's some really neat overlap that happens that I think so as an entrepreneur, sometimes I, I sit here and I'm like, oh, well, you know, corporate world is just so different, but there are things that I've learned from the women who are in the corporate world that are just as applicable to entrepreneurship as it is to corporate. Um, I think that Probably one of my favorite days um, was when Dr. Devin came. I really liked that she talked so much about feminine energy and how we really need to lean into that. It's not a um, it's not a weakness. It's actually a strength. It's something that we can really bring to the table, um, which really resonates with me and a lot of things that I care about, you know, in my personal life. So really excited to, you know, hopefully we can touch on that topic soon. But yeah, it's that was probably my favorite one so far. Mm. I think, like we've all said, the connections have been wonderful, women of all walks of life. Um, I was really impressed with how diverse Audra was able to get with the group. And I love that I've also been able to just really take time in my week or every other week and set aside, you know, a whole morning to really look at my business, to look at myself personally, to maybe help a friend. Um, So I think I was in a lot of groups uh, or memberships that they weren't focused maybe on helping me. It was maybe all about like the networking and the connections, or I was taking some sort of training that involved a workbook. And, you know, so this was really nice just experiencing something completely different. And I think we got past the surface level with everyone. We've seen people laugh, seen people cry, seen what has made people angry. So 
that's really been fun. We've even seen each other after a couple cocktails. So we've seen like every side of one another. And then I have to say like Dr. Devin was really fun talking about like superpowers of women. Um, I really enjoyed Dr. K. She was awesome. And I saw her at homegrown the next day and she was in a business meeting and I was like trying to wave at her. And like my son was with me, you know, and like she was just probably one of the classiest ladies I've seen and just really eloquent, but really frank. And I like that she cussed a little, so that was fun. And then of course, brain five to Brittany. I think they were great. And when uh, the guy talked about uh, Kate's dad, uh, he said, just pretend every sales call you make, the person's in an insane asylum. Oh, like, yeah. he's still using that to this day, you know, but like, I mean, they're thinking probably the same thing of me, but it's good to, you know, kind of think, take things more lightly and not take ourselves so seriously and to have fun with what we're doing. Oh, thanks ladies. It has been super amazing just to see like everyone I feel like has shown, I, I tell Stacey all the time, everyone just really shows up, you know, and just puts it out on the table and is there to grow and there to build their community. So that's super cool. What would you say the challenges you have um, as female leaders in particular are, if any, like, do you find that there are any challenges that, that you find because you're female, you know, they may be more so. <laughs> Sick kid life. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, feel like, um, I feel like one of the challenges that I really face a lot is just like self doubt. You know, I feel like there are, um, and, and this could be an overgeneralization, but I've talked about this in the thread as well, that I do feel like um, men tend to kind of go after things a little bit more. I feel like women are a little more hesitant. They feel like they need to be 100% certain before they can jump in. And so one of the things I've really been pushing myself to do is that risk taking, like, don't be completely ready. You don't have to be 100% ready. Just take the step. Um, and that's been, it's been hard. It really has been. Um, you know, I feel like growing up, I was not conditioned to do that. I was conditioned to stay safe. I was conditioned to stay, you know, in my lane, do what I'm good at and just stay there. And so really pushing myself outside of that, learning that it's okay to mess up. It's okay to, you know, quote, fail. You know, it's part of the journey. You know, you're, you're actually supposed to do that. I know it sounds scary, but you're supposed to fail. That's how you learn. Um, that's definitely been probably the one of the biggest, if not the biggest challenges that I have faced. Hunter, I was like going to say the exact same thing. I think it's Thomas Edison that said, I know 99 ways of, you know, light bulb doesn't work. You know, I mean, like we have to fail so many and nobody wants to talk about the failure. I think it's becoming a little bit better as time goes, but especially conversations like this, but there's a lot of failure that comes in business. And I think we're quick to highlight like, hey, I won the family business award or this happened, but you know, it'd be great if we got real too and, you know, really talked about our failures and maybe defeats with one another. But I, I was thinking that, you know, we have to learn. I even was thinking about like Ben Carson. He did like one of his surgeries in Singapore to, you know, separate Siamese twins. And he was talking about how they failed in that procedure, but how he won in others. Or like, you know, surgeries of soft tissue. Like there was 13 patients that died. Do you want to be that 14th patient? You know, like where you're like, oh, by the way, 13 people before you died. So I feel better being in digital billboards that I'm not doing brain surgery. <laughs> you're like, you my know. failures are like this level. 
Yeah, this level. But I mean, can you imagine some of the weight of failures? And I'm like, and I also think like being in the right place at the right time. Like I was 22. I had an apartment with like soy sauce and mustard in it and ate every day at my mom's. Like, I don't even know why I had an apartment, but I always had like, and I didn't have children. I wasn't married. I had a long time. I wasn't dating. And I, my attitude was always like, well, if I fail, I just kind of end up where I'm at right now. You know, <laughs> like, what do I have to lose? So I don't know if like I had fast forward and was like leaving a corporate job. Now I have a lot of respect with people in their thirties and forties and fifties who make that change. Cause I think a lot of mine was just like being in the right place at the right time that allowed me to make those jobs. Well, and for me, I think it's fun to, I mean, like Hunter and I are kind of at the same stages in our business where, you know, within that first year and then, you know, you and Stacy and Brittany are all at different levels. So for me, that community is so important just to see you and hear where you've started and see where you are now and just learn from you, you too. So I just, I love hearing about your soy sauce and mustard apartment. <laughs> because now it's like, you know, we look at you and you're like, yes, you are out there killing it. You are doing amazing things. And, you know, it's just kind of helps the entrepreneurs who are not quite as far along in terms of years. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really think about it. You're like, you know, it flies by. And also it might've been one of the funnest times of my life. Yeah. 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 I would say the same thing, kind of self-doubt failure, you know, that's always in the back of your mind. Like, Oh, if I fail with this client, is it going to take down my whole business? Um, I had an experience when I was first starting out with a client that kind of needed to go, but I had to learn the lesson of, you know, it's okay to say no to a client. It's kind of okay to like break up with the client if you need to. Um, It's in their best interest, your best interest. Um, And that's, you have that flexibility when you own your own business, right? You can choose, you can be more selective about who you work with versus who you don't work with. Um, So yeah, I've definitely learned some lessons along the way. Failing was kind of like what really propelled me to start my business. I told my husband, um, he's, I call him the creature of comfort and habit. Like he loves habits. He loves just comfort. So um, he's not a huge risk taker. So I took this risk on starting my own business. And I told him, hey, if I don't make X number of dollars by this date, then I will start looking for a full-time job. And it really propelled me. I ended up making like twice as much as my goal because I was like, I'm going to show him I can do it. This is what's going to happen. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. So I'm just going for it. But yes, I mean, there's definitely been failures along the way. And like Elizabeth said, I think people are more open to talk about them now than they've been in the past. Um, Yeah. When I think for female entrepreneurs too, and Stacy, I mean, you were right there too, where you left, you know, corporate to start, you know, brick and mortar. I mean, like that's, mm-hmm. you know, big, you know, heavy risk, at least it would feel like that mm-hmm. to me, I think. Um, but I think there's something just interesting and special about female entrepreneurs because we do, as females, I feel like we do struggle sometimes more with some self doubt than our male counterparts do. So for us to put it all out on the line, which is what you feel like when you're owning your own business, um, you know, it's just that extra level of, of bravery. Like my son, as you saw his 
today homesick and he was like mom you're a scaredy cat and I was like no your mother is brave <laughs> you don't even know no you're a scaredy cat oh <laughs> that's so sweet no I think um yeah for me just yeah the challenges it was a lot to take that first step and I actually pushed my husband to start the business he was brewing the beer and he was worried that oh I don't think I can do it he didn't want to tell anybody about it he didn't want to talk about it at all he didn't want to it's like we have to start talking about this he said no we can't talk about it till till it happens it's like well it's not going to happen if we don't talk about it so we had to Marketing just person yeah that. just getting it's just getting it started was was a lot and then yeah being able being he had to step away from his job first and then a couple years later I was able to step away and that was that was scary, but I think we just, sure. we knew we had to do it. And if it did, didn't work out, it didn't work out. But, um, and yes, a brick and mortar and all that equipment and all that, it's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big um, investment. But um, I think what we noticed right away was how welcoming the community was. And I know it's mm-hmm. different for each business, but it seems like you all have had, um, I mean, it just seems like people want to support entrepreneurs. People want to support small businesses. So I didn't think about that as much. I mean, I would always like to support small businesses, but it didn't used to be as big of a, a big of a thing, right? We would just do our shopping where we would do our shopping and be like, oh, that's a cute boutique or that's a, I like that restaurant, but you maybe never thought about like really like keeping your dollars local as much as we, we do now. The buy local trend I think has helped, helped, helped all of us. Especially during the pandemic, I think people saw the importance of, you know, where you're living and, you know, keeping your community healthy was going to keep your family healthy. And I think we were able to do a good job in Wichita. I mean, I was traveling back and forth between Oklahoma City and Wichita and Kansas City and, you know, Chicago and Colorado. And it's interesting to see just like how politics came into play, how, you know, people were outside if they were living in apartments versus houses. And we were just lucky on all fronts here in Wichita, I think. I agree. I totally agree. What would you say a superpower is of being a female leader? Kind of the opposite of the last question where we talked about our, a big challenge for females is self-doubt. What's a superpower as a female leader? Hunter, you probably love this question. I, <laughs> I know. This is my I was question. like, Hunter, I was just talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you so think? I I honestly think that as much as much as people say it's a weakness, I think our ability to be emotional is the superpower, because people are emotional creatures, and being emotional allows you to understand how other people are feeling. Especially, like think about it. People purchase from an emotional state. And so people make big decisions from emotional states. Like we like to think that we're all log- like logical and stuff, but no, like most decisions are made from emotional states. And so I really feel like our ability to speak about our emotions, to understand our emotions, to kind of feel other people's emotions as well. I feel like women kind of have this intuition that allows them for the most part to kind of read a room a little bit better. Um, and I think that really, really helps in, in all aspects of business, but especially in leadership, because we can understand how, you know, the people that we're leading are feeling. We can understand what they need. We can understand how to communicate with them better through that. Um, I feel like there's a lot more empathy uh, because of our ability to understand emotions. So while it's said over and over and over again, oh, you know, don't don't show emotions. Emotions make you weak. You need to be, you know, almost robotic, you know, <clears throat> stay professional. I really do think that 
that's um, <clears throat> something we should really try to avoid. You know, just be emotional. It's okay. Um, we're human. And I think the more that we open up about that and the more that we present that, I think the more we can change the workforce. I love that. And didn't one of our speakers, I won't name their name, but didn't one of our speakers just talk about they got their biggest raise when they basically showed emotion and, you know, were kind of like, this is my case. This is what's going on. And just, you know, kind of use that as their superpower, not in a manipulative way, but in a, you know, passionate way. Exactly. I love that. I think um, women or females in general are just, they're more apt to communicate, kind of like Hunter was going on the, the emotional route, but we're more willing to communicate um, just in general, you know, like, hey, can you get this done? Or this is what's going to happen this day, you know, um, maybe versus our male counterparts. Um, yeah, I mean, we just talk more. I mean, <laughs> we just communicate more and sometimes better. And I think women are also more opt to like take the initiative to do things or take on more tasks maybe at work. Um, yeah, I think that's some of the female superpowers. I mean, there's a lot, but those are some good ones. <laughs> yeah. I love how we're like in an age where it's all about information and you know, prior to the information age, we were really trying to like, you know, march across like treacherous terrain and settle ourselves or grow food or going through an industrial revolution, which was like so focused on men and, you know, strength. And now we're in this information age and who's better at connecting, communicating, sharing than women. So. I think that's really cool in the sense like it doesn't matter the muscles that we have per se anymore. It matters how fast we can connect with one another, share information, share news, have as much content out there that's as humanly possible in this, in this day and age. But I just I think this is the first time women are equal to their male counterpart, if not more. Well, I would love I'd love to piggyback off of this idea of um, like the information age. I think another thing that women are really good at is um, a lot of the times we're juggling a lot of things at once. And I think being, I mean, think about it, like having a family, taking care of the house, doing your job, giving the groceries, all this, like we're juggling so many things. And I think that also is really, really helpful. We're able to um, do a lot all at one time. Uh, again, share that information with people. I think we could maybe be a little bit better at delegating, but the fact that we're able to think about so much at once, I think really does help set us up uh, for planning for the future. You know, we can we can think through, okay, what could possibly go wrong here? How can we prep for this? I mean, same with like raising a kid. It's like, okay, I'm taking the kid to school. What are all the things I need to make sure are like in line <laughs> this kid is successful at school? Um, and I think I think that can easily translate into into the workforce as well, and into you know all aspects of our lives. Mm, I agree, and I would say specifically since I've become a mother, I mean I notice how much more flexible I am personally. And I was probably a little bit more rigid before, and very like stick to the plan. I just remember I worked for a marketing agency, and you know one of my mentors who's a male would just really kind of you know kind of try and get me to be a little bit more flexible. And I was like, no, if it's not planned, it's not happening and now it's like that you know then I have a baby and start a business and all these things and it's like the kid is sick today right so now we're home and we're figuring out how to make make it work so I think to piggyback off what both 
both of you have said, I think you're right. Just that flexibility that we have um, the moldability that we have to be in different situations and, and show up as our, as ourself and, you know, with our best foot forward, no matter what's going on. I think that's definitely a superpower. Yeah. And you definitely learn how to be flexible when you have a, have a new business. That's something mm-hmm. you, you think it's going to go a certain way. And mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I bet. And I know we talked a lot about <laughs> yeah. Gnome during the pandemic, but it's like, that's a perfect example of like, you had to lead the charge yeah. and be flexible, figure it out. And you did. Yeah, it was, it was definitely scary, <laughs> but we made it, hopefully made it through. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting close to out of time, guys. I think we could talk forever. Um, do we want to do Audrey last? Yeah, maybe the last, maybe the last question, the last thing that you all could share is just if you have any advice for other female leaders in the Wichita community, what would your advice be? What has gotten you, you know, to where you are, or what's helped you most in leadership? I would say yeah. just getting involved, giving back to your community, whether that be through volunteer work or networking groups or um, you know, being on a board of an organization or even like being on the PTO, you know, I think really just giving back to your community, um, that I was raised with those values. My grandfather was a huge volunteer. Um, so yeah, giving back to your community, I think is the best thing that you can do. And it shows that you're a leader. It shows that you care about your community. People will recognize you, see you. Um, yeah. And that's so true about Brittany. <laughs> Agreed. She's exactly like that. Yeah. Yes. I was trying to remember when I met you, Brittany. Was it was it like a chamber thing or something? Yeah, it's probably chamber, while. yeah. Yeah, you were just yes. like, we were just walking right up to people and talking to them. And I just thought, oh, she's so cool. And I was like, she does bookkeeping? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm the most fun bookkeeper ever, seriously. It's like when I have a meeting with you, I'm just like, okay, let's hang out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We should do something with these no, books. Too. Numbers. Got to talk about the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for me, I think, uh, you know, I lost the ability to – lead or have control of things when I was specifically really green and just starting out and I didn't know my own worth. And I thought when we got our, you know, first person to invest in us, I thought a six figure number was a lot of money, but for what we were giving away, it really wasn't. So I was giving a lot of myself away or a lot of my businesses and partnerships because I didn't know my own worth. And then in in turn, you know, I really lost control of things, was not able to lead the team the way that I wanted to. And that's why Midwest Billboards was created is because my husband and I wanted 100% ownership. And like we said, the flexibility to do what we wanted without the red tape of having to have it approved by 50 other people, or we think that we need investors or we need people to see something in us and we need a value of some kind of numerical number tied to it when in turn you'll be surprised what you can do on your own you know and so don't give away any of yourself unless you really really have researched it and you are certain beyond a doubt don't rush into anything that would give away equity in your company Mm, gosh i love that And I think especially as new female entrepreneurs, it's like, you're right. You feel so green and you feel like people need to invest in you to prove your worth. But really, that's not 
that's not where it is. Or you oh. have to give your friends stuff all the time. <laughs> give your whatever that whatever that is. Like it's oh, it's your friend. It's a family. It's a oh, will you help me do this? So we'll just yeah. yeah. It's like I we love to do trade when we can, but you have to be careful with you don't want to give. I love that. Yeah. Know your know your worth and don't give too much of yourself away. Mm. Because I, I mean, everyone you do business with is probably going to be your friend. I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. I love that. I I would say that um, another piece of advice that I would add, because I think what you all have said so far is is absolutely wonderful. Um, I would I would add, don't be afraid to leverage relationships. I think women are very, very good at making relationships. I think we really struggle to actually leverage them. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Don't be afraid to you know, ask someone for a referral. Don't be afraid to ask someone for their business. Um, leverage those relationships. We're building them for a reason and we're, we're really, really good at it. So definitely um, you know, go back to those. You know, nurture them and, and see how you can offer help as well, but don't be afraid to, to make the ask because a lot of the time you'll, you'll receive a yes even when you, when you don't think that you will. And the worst they can say is no and you say, Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's such good advice. I yes. love that. Or as the brand five says, the worst they can say is maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought about that, Brittany, until you said, I've been thinking about that the whole time, how I've like told when the people come up to your face and they ask you something and you can't, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, send me, here's my card, send me an email. Like, I don't want to be mean. But <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that like, really stuck with me. I was like, oh. They're just being nice and not wanting to say no. <laughs> it's like, I love how they were like, the goal is to either get them to a yes or a no. And yes. Like, I know it's okay too, because then you can mentally and yeah. time wise and energy wise move on. Can move on. And weren't they like the maybe just you get in this perpetual like circle where it just maybe, maybe and it yeah. never, you never really leave it. Yeah. Well, we're glad that you all said yes to the thread and you said yes to doing this podcast. And we can't wait to see what you all do in the future. We'll definitely be following all of you and your leadership journeys for sure. <laughs> we want to maybe share uh, where we can follow you. Anyone who's watching where they can follow you real quick before we yeah. wrap up. Yeah, so um, you can follow me on Instagram at Berger Design Co. Uh, that's B-E-R-D-U-R-E Design Co. Um, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. So Hunter Myers, and that's M-Y-E-R-S. Um, so happy to connect with anybody. You're so impressively active on LinkedIn. Ah, thank you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm uh, just Elizabeth Farha, and I'm easily found on LinkedIn, and then my Instagram handle is E-L-I-Z Farha, F-A-R-H-F-A-R-H-A. And then my business, of course, is just Midwest Billboards. I think my handle on everything throughout my social media channels. So we would love to connect with you. Easy. You do a lot of your cool client work on Instagram, too. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I'm on LinkedIn as well under Brittany Sweeney. And then our Instagram handle is Sweeney Bookkeeping LLC. And then we're also on Facebook. And um, social media is like one of my goals that I need to get better at or start outsourcing. So um, follow so that I'm forced to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you are great at Instagram. I, I love following you on Instagram. I'm always well, like, thanks. oh, that's a, that's a good date I should know about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop recording the um, podcast and then I wanna take a selfie. So bear All with right. me. Hey, All ladies. right, yeah.
So we'll wrap this up and see everybody next time.